This is Get Your Shift Together with Michelle Ferrari and Jordan Harding. Michelle is on a mission to support you on your leadership journey. As an executive and leadership coach, she wants to show you that you can have the impact and the career that you want by aligning your thoughts, your choices, and your actions with your goals, not only to benefit yourself, but the world. It's time to get your shift together. Here we are on episode 24 of the Get Your Shift Together podcast. I'm here with Michelle Ferrari. Woo! You're here, Michelle. You wanted a cheerleading crowd, so here we are this morning. <laughs> if you listen to last episode, you'd hear that's Michelle's request. I Right, I think. I think all of us should be cheered. Can you imagine? Like, go, yeah. get out the door, off you go. Come on, that was yeah, that's, super fun. That's the new business we're creating. It's going to be on the TTC, and you're going to have cheerleaders as you go off to work, maybe as you come home. Yeah, it would be, uh, yeah, yeah. The TTC is the public transportation in Toronto. And that's um, right. I uh, don't think they'd enjoy it, but let's try it anyways. Well, and we have to clarify that for our global, global audience. Our global audience. Yeah, my, yeah. My aunts are listening in Germany, so there you go. That's great. I, I know it's interesting when you look at the stats of this podcast and where listening people are listening from, but I digress. So, you know, we started off with a five series episode here in 2023 to make it a better year for you. Yeah. Uh, and the first one was really around the introduction of a work audit and and how we were going to incorporate the four C's. If you listened last time, it was around, if you didn't go back, it was about the first C, consciousness. And I guess we'll start there. The The practice that we had about consciousness was sitting your, with yourself and naming what you're feeling and trying to do it for five minutes of the day for seven days. And then the second step to that was labeling the emotions. Uh, and then having having really that coffee conversation with yourself and understanding what the emotion could represent. And I want to underscore without judgment. I would say one of the number one things that I experience in my one-on-one -on -one coaching practice is people acknowledge these feelings coming up, the presence of these emotions, these feelings, and the judgment is harsh. Like, man, if you see social media and some of the comments on social media, when we're talking to ourselves about how we're showing up in the world and what we're feeling, we are we are worse than social media comments. Like we troll ourselves. So the practice is to certainly sit with your emotions, to identify your emotions to the best of your ability, and then to really notice, am I judging myself or can I just accept this emotion for the information carrier that it is? And what's the, just on that, if, if we are judging ourselves, what's, what's kind of a tip to stay away from that? Stop it. Just the stop it. Stop, the, tip, the tip is stop it. No, the, yeah. well, it is actually, that is the tip. Yeah. So yeah. first you notice it. And then you say to yourself, how does that make me feel? Like does, how does the judgment make me feel? And can I just be with myself and accept it? We are walking around as a, as a, as a race, just wanting to be perfection. We want others to be perfect and we want ourselves to be perfect. And it's just like, you're not, accept it. 
And so curiosity is always one of the top three tools that I put in people's tools, toolboxes. Why am I feeling this way? Why am I judging myself? What? Just curious. Why, 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 why? Because it opens, it keeps opening up sort of the next door. Yeah, I love that. Why? Just ask that question. Why? So the second of the four C's is creation. Mm-hmm. Um, Michelle, what, is, what does create mean in this space, in coaching, in a work audit? Creation is addressing the concept <laughs> that as people, we're often crystal clear on what we don't want. Mm, yes. Like it, it's just a, it's a, I never cease to be amazed by how clear we are on what we don't want. And yet I would say at least I'm, I'm underrating here at least 70% of the time when I say to people, what is it that you want? I get this. So do I have for, to for do those, I have to uh, for those not on YouTube, Michelle oh, is just looking at the camera doing one of those thinker poses and they just always with no say, response. Yeah. Well, do I have to answer that now? Can I think ah. about it? And of course, of course, um, I've done a couple of last year in particular, I, with a couple of my um, largest clients, I went in and I did all day sessions so people could come in for 30 minute uh, time slots. And so many young people, um, and by young, because, you know, I'm approaching 58. Um, so people in their 20s were like, well, no one's ever asked me that question before. And Nobody has to ask you that question. You have to ask yourself that question. What do I want? So creation is about beginning the process because it is an iterative process. And what I mean by iterative, it's not, you are not going to sit down on a Sunday night and write two paragraphs on what I want. And then that is sort of a done deal. When you ask yourself the question, and look, a lot of coaching is sitting with self. Mm -hmm. It really it's it's not in a not in a mind racing way like the mind continuing to work overtime but in a what's present here for me so when we ask ourselves the question what is it that i want don't go in search of the answer just sit for a few minutes and see what pops up and again again don't be in judgment move to curiosity don't be in judgment, move to care. Oh, I wonder why that came up. Oh, I wonder why I'm thinking that versus, oh, that's just stupid. Oh, that's not possible, right? Those are all judgment statements. So what you want to do is sort of clear the way. No one's listening to you. No one's looking at your notes. No one gets to judge you like no one's around. You get to just play and expand and just, well, what is it that I want? It's interesting how you phrase that question because we're so used to being asked, you know, what do you want to do for work or what do you want for a career? We rarely get asked, what do we want to create? And that when we say, what do I want to do for a career? Who do you want? What do you want to be? Right. Isn't that like one of what do you want to be? Exactly. What do you want to go to school for? When you say to yourself, what do I want to create? When you ask yourself, what do I want to create? Suddenly you're opening opening up multiple paths. So it's not one singular path, it's multiple paths. 
I, you know, I have the, the grace and the, and the blessing of coaching some pretty high powered people, people who the majority of us would look at and go, wow, you're successful. Um, and again, those are by the standard sort of current social construct uh, ideas of success, money, title, those kinds of things. So I'm working with a very intelligent woman and very successful working at one of the top companies in our country. And um, she's looking for the next rung up on a, on a title scale. She wants to be a senior vice president. And it was interesting. This woman is, I've been coaching her for over a year. Mm -hmm. And every single time I give her a piece of homework, like during the coaching, super insightful, super connected, just like synapses firing. She comes back, homework is like lots of insights, like really comfortable sitting and exploring herself. And when I said to her on our last call, why do you want to be an SVP? She didn't have an answer during the call. Totally cool. Gave her the homework of just sitting with it and exploring it. Came back and said, I couldn't do the homework. And it freaked her out. Oh, wow. She, yeah, it freaked her. She's like, I always can answer the questions. And I said, okay, so what do you think that means? What do you think that is? And what's interesting is for her, what came up was, I think I'm supposed to sit where I am and actually enjoy it for a little while instead of striving to hit the next level. But she'd been so programmed, next level, next level, next level, next level, that she had shut down the possibility of, oh, I'm really enjoying myself. I'm really enjoying my team. She's done some wonderful things with her team. She's created just a, a, a microculture within her departments of, of trust and alignment. It's been, her work over the last year has been unbelievable. And she's just so used to next. Mm -hmm. I could, well, and I, aren't we all? Aren't we and, all? Aren't we all? And that's such a great example you're bringing up because that could be the answer. You might be comfortable with, you might be, you know, just enjoy where you're at right now and learn. There might be a lot of learning with where you're at right now. So I think just sitting with what is it that I want to create is the most powerful question. Because one of the other things that we're indoctrinated into practicing is we pick very specific paths and very specific things. So if I say to people, vision boards are hugely popular. Visioning, yes, yes. Popular. visioning is, is one of, is, and is a, I would say for sure in my top three tools as well. So curiosity is one and visioning is one, but what happens inevitably with visioning and that's what creation is about is I want to get married. I want to be an SVP. Mm -hmm. I want to make a lot of money. I want to have children. So we, we state things and we state experiences and we, we state roles, but that's not the end of it. I'm not saying those are wrong at all, but there's something underneath those things. And, and in coaching, that's where we want you to go. So like I said to this woman, why do you want to be an SVP? Why do you want to get married? 
What is it that you think marriage will do for you? What is it that you believe having a lot of, like we all want money. What mm-hmm. is it that you believe having a lot of money will do for you? That's connected to what I want to create. The money is a path because you fundamentally believe consciously or unconsciously, it's going to do something for you. It's going to create a feeling in you. And when we're talking about visioning and coaching, and when we're talking about creating and coaching, it's the feeling that we want you to identify. How is it that I want to feel as I move through my life? And then people, of course, will say, well, I don't want to feel this way. I don't want to feel that way. I don't want others to make me feel this way. How do you want to feel? I want to feel secure. I want oh, to feel, okay. right? I want to feel calm. I want to feel stable. I want to have the experience of feeling stable. But what we say for stable instead is, I want to work for Google. Well, why do you want to work for Google? Well, because they pay well and they're sort of a prestige company to work for. Okay, and and what will working for a prestige company do for you? And what will a stable paycheck do for you? So you want to keep asking yourself the why. I can't even remember how many years ago I learned this, but the five whys, right, is... So you just, you make a statement, why? You make a statement, why? You make a statement, why? And typically by the fifth why, you get down to the crux of it. You get down to the real thing that's happening. And what we want you to do from a coaching perspective, and certainly in the confines of the practice, is establish an articulation of how do I want to feel? What do I want to create and how do I want to feel? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And you brought into the, the how do I want to feel? Like I want to feel stable. I want to feel calm. And I was wondering how that came into create because creation, you know, as I was reading and doing some research, it's, it's about creating that crystal clear vision. And I don't think many of us are conditioned to ask ourselves a question of how do I want to feel because we just go to creating a vision without thinking about Feelings? Is that, does that yeah, make sense? A hundred percent. And so here's what I, so marriage is always um, one of the, two, one of the things that I go to because so many people yes. that I don't want to get married and I find it very funny <clears throat> because they want to get married and then one and two of us get divorced. Although I think the stats are, are getting better now. I think we're, we're turning a corner. So, so many divorces. And even if you're not getting divorced, you know, when you talk to your friends and you're like, how's your, how's your marriage going? (laughs) And of course, just so everybody in in La La Land knows Jordan's getting married this year. So, you know, I'm basically crippling him now with this conversation. Yeah. yeah, A lot going on. I'm just kidding. (laughs) So we believe that marriage, that attaching ourselves to someone is going to give us something. But yeah. what we have done over the decades, over the centuries, is we've short-circuited it to say marriage. And we believe marriage will give us love. We believe marriage gives us acceptance. We believe marriage gives us validation. And guess what, people? 
if you don't marry the right person, it does the opposite. Speaking as a divorced person. It gives us the opposite, but we say the path to feeling loved, the path to feeling secure, the path to feeling validated is marriage. And for so many of us, it's the opposite. So when you say, I want to get married, you have to walk through one door. When you articulate in your creation statements and your visioning statements, I want to feel loved. I want to feel secure. I want to feel stable. You start to open up more doors. What are the multiple paths to feeling loved versus this particular societal construct? Yeah, and that's so relatable to careers as well, right? And, and you know, creating that crystal clear vision, you're really eliminating, you said something in a, in a blog about eliminating things that you don't want, that we don't want to let go of. Where does that come in for create? Well, when we, look, often when you say to people, what do you want? Mm-hmm. How do you want to feel? People struggle with that because we're, we're used to coming in from the negative perspective. So I often have people say, okay, if you can't get to what you want, make a list of what you don't want. Make a list of what you don't want. Make a list of what you don't want. Okay. Ask yourself what the opposite of that is. So that's a point of entry. And that's why, that's why I struggle when, you know, we label good emotions and, and bad emotions, as we talked about before in, in consciousness. Emotions are just emotions, and they're all points of entry. They're all neon signs. So if you do make a list of what you don't want, mm-hmm. it's not helpful for you to stay in the I don't want this, because then all of your energy is focused on that. But if you use it as a tool, and then you say to yourself, well, what is the opposite of that? I don't want to feel controlled. I want freedom. Mm -hmm. I don't Uh, want to feel anxious. I don't want to feel anxious. What's the opposite of anxiousness? Peace or calm? Peace or calm. And and, and grounded words, the words will be different for every single person. But it's a it's a point of entry. As you practice getting more connected to what you do want, you start to shift your energy and it often happens unconsciously. And that shifting of energy creates space for what you do want to come in. What about the, I don't know if it's a saboteur or just your, your mind. What about the people that are like, I don't want to feel stressed, but then the other part of them is like, you know what? Everyone's stressed. We live in a stressful world. Is that just, just an excuse you're take you're bringing up it's not excuses it's rationalizing a state of being that we okay. we've been trained to accept and and so because we're because we judge ourselves for being stressed mm-hmm. we then say well maybe i should learn to expand my tolerability of stress yes or right? That's a perspective. And again, there's so little in the coaching world that's right or wrong. It's just, does that make sense for me? Does it, does it take me in the path of what I want or does it take me away from what I want? And we're so afraid to declare what we want because we think others will judge us. 
And you know what? Here's here's the thing. Others probably will judge you, regardless yes. of yes. how your creation statement is or your vision statement is. Do I think others will judge you? Yes. But the point is, it's not about them. My life and my choices have been completely different. Look, I'm a unmarried, divorced, unmarried, childless woman who, after her third year of university, before going into exams, basically had a meltdown, a mental meltdown um, from you know trauma. And I didn't finish my exams in my third year. So guess what that meant? I didn't graduate university. Now, societally, I'm unmarried. I have no kids and I didn't graduate university. I'm a loser. But what my life experience has taught me, what I've chosen to engage in and chosen to believe is I'm actually very successful by other people's standards, but I'm successful by my standards because I'm really like, I love my life. I love what yes, I do for a yes. living. I love that I'm living in a house that I've paid for. And I look at it and go, I did this, mm -hmm. but I'm not right. If I listen to other people, I'm not supposed to be as happy as I am. And so the, the art of creation, the art of beginning your visioning statement is starting the practice of getting comfortable with what you want, how you want to feel in your life, regardless of all the noise around you. Now, that takes practice, Jordan, as you and I well know, like we're so attached to what other people think about us it actually stops us in our own creative process that's so right becomes, that's absolutely right yeah right so it becomes a practice of for now i'm just going to keep this private and i'm going to i'm going to begin the practice of creating for self and right now at this juncture i don't have to worry about what everybody else thinks i don't have to worry about whether i'm on the standard path i have to focus on how i want to feel in my life and am I choosing things am I choosing thoughts and am I choosing actions that will align me with how I want to feel in my life that's and, what yeah and I was just thinking like of your own life as people are sitting here listening you know they might be like well Michelle you 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 did get married and then you get to, you got divorced and and you, you know was there a time where where you did want kids like did you have this creation of an idea and then it changed over time or do you think at a time you weren't aligned with what you wanted to create not to put uh, you on I the spot yeah <laughs> let's let's <laughs> great um so yes to everything that you just said so for clarity and this is, this is what I love about being a human being. Of course, we change over time. And of course, yes. we get clearer over time. And that's why, the, that's why I love the practice. Because life is a practice. Mm -hmm. Life is a practice. So connecting to myself has been a practice. It's an ongoing practice. I often have to check in and say, Am I really listening to myself 
or am I listening to other people or am I not at a deep enough level? I still do it. I'm going to be 58 years old and this is my life's work. And I still have to practice. Am I authentically connecting to myself? And yes, of course I have changed over the years. Yeah. And, you know, in my estimation, I've gotten better and more connected over self, but. What was that question you just said? Am I really being authentic, really being true to myself? Because I think that's an important one people can ask themselves over yeah. and over as you're sitting there. Yes. And and that answer isn't easy to identify. It's, you know, when I look at all the societal constructs that we have and all the, you know, our friends' voices and our family's voices and and strangers' voices now that we have social media it's hard to connect to self and really go, am I listening to me? But that's where coaching gives you lots of tools to, to ensure that you're plugging in and, and learning to discern what's noise yes. and what's my authentic self. And what you want to establish in your life, if you don't have a coach, if you're not going to get a coach in the near future, what you want to do in your life is surround yourself with people who you can say to them, look, I just need you to listen to me. And then I need you to filter back to me what you hear, not what your opinion is, but what you hear. So in my day-to-day -day life with my friends, I often give them my opinion. I, like so many thoughts are going off in my head right now. Wait, are friends, you but... are you giving them back what you heard or are you giving them your opinion? <laughs> no. In my day-to-day -day life, I often just give them my opinion. And what I should be doing is practicing what I practice with my clients, which is just listening to people and filtering back to them what I heard because that gives them access to their own thoughts. Like, I, and I've said this to you before, I can't remember if I said it on a podcast, I call myself a weed whacker. Like people are often, oh, thank you for all that information. I didn't give you information. I helped you access your own information. I'm a weed, I, I cut all the overgrowth out so that you can actually hear yourself. That's what coaching is meant to do. It's, it's meant to allow you to hear yourself, try on different perspectives. And as you try on those different perspectives, what are you most in alignment to? So as you begin this art, this practice of creating, of visioning for yourself, hearing your most authentic voice will take some work. And I, and I love the metaphors, you know, Michelle is the mirror and the weed whacker in your life. Okay. <laughs> I got to come up with a nice one, but those uh, are. No, yeah. it makes a lot of sense. So, you know. People are going to go away from this episode and, and is the, wh where's the practice we want to get to? Like, do we want them to write a vision statement and really investigate those, those feelings? I mean, last time we gave them a little thing to go away and think about what should it be today? Yeah, I would begin. I, I would, I would make this a two-step process at a minimum. First, I would say to myself, I would, I would say, okay, I'm going to carve out 15 minutes. Let's not make it a big, oh my God, I got to sit down and be in this state. Just 15 minutes. Set your phone, 15 minutes. Right at the top of the page, what do I want to create? And just free flow. It doesn't matter if it's gibberish. It doesn't matter if it comes out stunted. It doesn't matter if you, you start to 
write silly things. Just give yourself the 15 minutes and write. Inside of there, some stuff will be relevant to you. Mm -hmm. The second question that you could ask yourself in this writing exercise is, what do I want to stand for? That's a second point of entry question. I call them point of entry questions. So do that for 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. Stop. That's part one. A couple of days later, the next day, a week later, go back and say to yourself, okay, another 15 minutes on the clock. How do I want to feel in my life? Most of us will start with happy, right? Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. I want to be happy. Great. That's a powerful, great, happy. And then just how do I want to feel? What am I longing for? Stability, security, connection, intimacy, power, pride, accomplishment. So sit with that exercise for 15 minutes. How do I want to feel? And then I'm going to give you a third. Once you've done that work, often, and I know most of us have heard about visioning boards. Visioning boards are great if you're connected to the feelings underneath. So for instance, on my vision, and I do have a vision Uh, board. Okay. Okay. So what's an example like that? You might have a house on a beach on your visioning board, but you You need to be connected to what What that house is bringing you. Exactly. And then when you look at that picture, that house on the beach is a path to what you want. It's a path, Mm. but the feeling underneath that you're really connecting to. I have a picture of Obama on my vision board. And the reason I have a picture of her on my vision board is because I find her, look, I don't know the woman. This is my experience of her. I find her to be an example of a woman who knows herself, who Mm. honors herself in the most difficult of circumstances and is, is grace and strength. And so as I look at her, I get all of those feelings popping up all at once. So you're looking at Michelle Obama and instead of thinking, oh, I want to be, you know, uh, this in the political world or first lady or this, you're bringing out the values of who she is, the grace, the honoring herself. Right. The, the, the energy, energy is one of my favorite words, the energy, which I want to live my life. So if you do the work of what do I want to create? You do the second exercise of how do I want to feel in my life? And then the third exercise is because our brains love pictures. What are pictures that represent the feelings that you've articulated? That becomes a powerful vision board. That's incredible. And and I'd say that the point Michelle made about don't judge yourself as you're writing those 15 minutes. And it's not all going to be relevant, right? It's not all going to make sense. No, this is getting to know yourself is a process. It's a, mm-hmm. say it with a practice. practice. Woo! Cheerleader group come in. Woo, woo. And then, so now we have the practice and then where are we going with the next, the next two C's we have uh cultivate and choice. So those are coming up on the next episodes. And this is, 
Inversion. Choice and cultivate. Yeah. yeah. Choice and cultivate. Because as sort of a little foreshadowing, once you get this vision of what you want, once you have this picture in your mind of what it is that you want to create, mm -hmm. now you get to start aligning your thoughts and your actions to moving in that direction. So when you feel a moment of rage, like you want to yell at somebody that's hurt your feelings, you then get to invoke the pause and you get to say, okay, well, yelling at this person help me move towards creating the life that I want to create or will it move me away from creating the life? So you, you now are getting into conscious choice versus reacting to the automatic thoughts and feelings that come up. You get to actually now look at your thoughts and feelings with curiosity and you get to start to make conscious choice. But we'll talk more about that in the next episode. All right. And before we end this one, Michelle, what's one other thing on your vision board and why do you have it? sure people want to get to know you a little more so you have michelle obama what's something else i um had this beautiful eternity band i i was i probably was in vogue magazine um and i had this beautiful glittering picture of an eternity band and i have one now i have a beautiful eternity band um and for me, that ring is the feeling of stability and security and of abundance. It's, it's, it really represents, jewelry for me represented, I'm not just buying things, you know, to survive. I wanted yes. to get to a point in my life where I felt like I had enough because I spent a lot of my life feeling like I didn't have enough. And so those things that many of us aspire to things. Mm -hmm. The reason I aspire to those things is because I wanted to feel like I had enough. I wanted to feel like there was enough. I wanted to feel safe. And I have had that ring now for four or five years. And I kid you not, every time I look at it, I have a smile on my face. It just, it literally invokes this feeling of safety in me which is so I just it just makes me really really happy because of what I have made it represent so there you go it's a phenomenal example and and you are enough and you are worthy we are all worthy and so uh worthy. thanks Michelle for this and we'll be back soon thank you bye everyone what did you take away from our chat today we'd love to know you can follow Michelle Ferrari on Instagram at michelleferrari01 or visit her website, michelleferrari.org. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to follow Get Your Shift Together on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you think this could impact someone, please share the episode with them. And remember, life and work, it's a practice. Let's be sure to treat it that way. Until next time.